Hey everybody, it's your man Daniel T. Adams of PerhapsTheDay.net. I am super glad that you are here for another Perhaps Today podcast. Very excited about this series that we're bringing to you. This podcast is the first of a nine-part series looking at the fruit of the Spirit. The other exciting part about this is if you go to the website at perhapstoday.net, you will see the Fruit of the Spirit series listed as what we call a Bible speed art. What is a Bible speed art? So very simply, whatever the lesson is going to be on, in this case, this one is for self-control, we actually go into Photoshop and do some photo manipulation, surreal photography, and create a final picture or, or image to kind of depict whatever the lesson's gonna be about. During that process of creating it, I do a screen capture so that you can see how I'm making that photograph inside of Photoshop, and then I speed it up super, super, super fast. While you're watching that super fast video play out, you hear the narration of what the Bible lesson is of what that picture is depicting. I actually put the picture for each lesson as the bookmark picture here in Spotify, so you can actually look at the picture while you're listening to the lesson. But if you want to see them, please go to perhapstoday.net, look under Bible Speed Art, and check them out. They're awesome. I really think you're going to just enjoy watching that process. But for those of you who want to just listen to the audio, maybe you're on the road driving, that's why we're creating this for you. So stay tuned. This is part one of a nine-part series on the fruit of the Spirit. Today we are looking at self-control. So strap on in and welcome to the first Fruit of the Spirit podcast. everybody, this is Daniel T. Adams and welcome back to another Perhaps Today Bible Speed Art video. Super glad that you are tuning in. Hope you enjoyed watching how we took the pictures for this. But now we're going to explain the picture in detail and we're going to take an expedition into God's Word to do so. And hopefully by the end of this, we are examining our lives and examining our hearts and examining where we stand with God, the creator of all heaven and earth, the creator of our very soul. And that's the point of this, is not to just do pictures and it's not to just try to expound on some knowledge of the Bible. It's it's purpose is to get us to know and understand who God is, to draw closer to Him in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ. So with that being said, we are diving into this first of the nine part of the Fruit of the Spirit series. Super excited. We are starting with self-control. I'm going to explain a couple things, but before I do anything, as always, I want to read through the scripture we're going to be looking at. So here it goes. I am reading from Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 16. It says, So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. What an awesome, awesome passage of Scripture. But I really think that whole section can be broken down into three sections. The conflict, the contrast, and the conqueror. And what we're going to be focusing on is verses 22 down to 26. That's the conqueror part where it says, but the fruit of the Spirit. And then it lists nine different parts of the fruit of the Spirit, different characters or attributes of the nature of the Holy Spirit. And that fruit in the life of a true believer will be evidence that the fact that they are a believer. So to be honest, the reason I chose this section to do a Bible speed art series on is because I believe there's so much profession of Jesus, but where's the evidence that we actually believe? Where's the proof that someone can look at our life and see that we're as, as different from the world as light is from darkness? I think God made it so perfectly clear in the first four verses of the Bible. By the fourth verse, what does he say? That he saw the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. There was a clear distinction. The concept of set, being set apart is established in the fourth verse of the 66 books that we have called the Bible. So I think if God highlights it that soon in the scripture that we should take note of it and that we should actually pray on it, meditate on it, and understand what this means and how this applies to our life. Are we just living in existence? Are we just saying, I'm going to church, I'm paying my tithe, I'm doing my service, I'm singing in the choir, I'm helping out with the kids, uh, you know, I, I'm not doing too many bad things. I don't, you know, swear as bad as this person or I don't do this stuff over here or I voted this way or whatever, so I must be, you know, good to go. But the scripture makes it very obvious that those who live in the acts of the sinful nature will not inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because the conflict part of this is that the spirit of God and the sinful nature are in constant conflict with each other. And when we're born into this world, even as the cute little innocent babies that we are, we're born with a sinful nature. Just watch a baby. I have a seven-month-old, soon-to-be eight-month-old, and he's already got a will of his own. And he lets you know about it. So, so, so from the very beginning, from the very onset of life, we start to see this sinful nature and this, this willfulness of human nature to start to come out. But we're supposed to live in the fruit of the Spirit, but they're in conflict with each other. It's light and darkness. So how do we live in the light if we're born with a sinful nature? You know, Paul said it brilliantly in Ephesians chapter 5. He says, For once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord, or you are now light because of what the Lord has done. So live as children of light. So that's what we're looking at. And because when you live as children of light, you will bear evidence. And that's what the fruit of the Spirit is. Jesus in the book of Matthew chapter 7 makes it very obvious about what fruit is. He says, watch out for false prophets in verse 15. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. The fruit is the evidence. So what I'm really hoping we focus on here is what is the evidence in my life? 
that Jesus Christ reigns supreme? What is it in my life that is in conflict with the Holy Spirit? And am I caring enough to even dive into it and, and understand how to let the Spirit lead and I follow? So as we're looking at the fruit of the Spirit, yes, it starts with love and then it lists nine different attributes here and we end with self-control. And you might be wondering, why is the first picture not love? Well, because how do you get to an understanding and knowledge of God's love if we can't have self-control in our life? If And what are we supposed to self-control? The sinful nature. And how do we do it? With the power of the Holy Spirit. When we receive Christ as our Lord, when we die to that sinful nature, or as Paul wrote in verse 24, that those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. You put it to death. The old dies and Christ breathes new life into you through his spirit. It's a light and darkness. Now that doesn't mean we're perfect creatures. We're still going to sin because as long as you live in this flesh and blood body, we are going to sin. But there is a train, as you see in this picture, representative of the Holy Spirit that has a journey for you in your life. More so of a journey that's a purpose for you to fulfill. It's a destiny for you to accomplish. That you are here for a reason. And will we get on that train? And Can we get on that train? Are we in the Spirit? Are we walking in step with the Spirit? As you saw earlier in the picture, there's two versions of me. There's the one me dressed in the black leather jacket and the glasses and he's all cool. But the other version of me, or what represents that picture, is the, the new life in Christ. You have the sinful nature, then you have the new life in Christ. And the new life is doing what? It's restraining and forcing the sinful nature away. We can't get rid of it forever as long as we're in this body. But we can restrain it. That's literally what the word self-control means. In the book of Proverbs, there is a fantastic verse about self-control. And it says this in Proverbs 25 verse 28. It says, like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. I'm just going to read that again. Like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. That word self-control in the Hebrew is brilliant because it, it means to refrain, to hold back, to constrain, to detain, to be stopped. But it also has a, a word with it in the Hebrew, it's ruah, which is the word for the spirit. And so how do we have the power to restrain our old sinful nature? If we are sinful creatures, because the power doesn't come from us. We don't have the power to do it. We don't have the power for salvation. We don't have the power to be good enough. We don't have the power to give enough money. We don't have the power to do anything better than what Jesus has already done for us. But when we receive him as our Lord and Savior and we refrain and die and crucify that sinful nature, we refrain it. Because it wants to pop up and it wants to be in conflict with the Spirit of God. But the Spirit of God was sent to us for a purpose. We know that from the book of John, chapter 14. Jesus says, All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will what? He will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. I mean, what, what a fantastic understanding of knowing why the Spirit came because we could not do the, have the power to refrain and restrain and constrain the sinful nature on our own. We need the power of the Spirit, which is why we need to be walking in step with Him, which is why we need to know the Word of God, why we need to 
prey on the Word of God. Why? The Word of God should be the only important thing in our life. And nothing should be greater because we literally have the heart of God in our hands when we hold our Bible. But are we constraining? Are we taking the sinful nature and shoving it down and allowing the new life in Christ to be the one to get on that journey, to fulfill its destiny? See, because if you notice, both versions of me, and you'll see it in a moment, have a ticket. One's holding a ticket in his hand, saying, oh, no, wait, look, I've got a ticket. The other one's got it in his pocket as he's, as he's kind of restraining the other one down. And you'll even see in a moment that the one, the old sinful nature, see, he's got a ticket too, but his ticket is destruction. The destiny for the sinful nature is death. It's a permanent separation from God, just like the separation of light and darkness. It's darkness. But when you are in Christ, you are in light. Paul makes that clear uh, in the book of Ephesians. He says, for once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Or another way to say that is now you are light because of what the Lord has done. So what does he order us? To live as children of light. Why? Because there's the evidence of that. Not that we do these things because we have to and there's some works-based system that I have to prove I'm godly, but because the Spirit of God changes the nature of us. It's a heart change. It's a nature change. And when the nature changes, it spills out to the outside. We'll never be perfect because as long as we're in these bodies, we are sinful people. But as long as the nature is changed and new in Christ, you are, can live as children of light. How are we living our life today? What are we putting the focus on? Are we living set apart for Christ? Do we even care to know what that is? Are we too worried about what people think of us? What, you know, what boyfriends or girlfriends or husbands or wives or bosses or friends or family or parents or siblings? Do we we care what they think more? Do we care what the media thinks, what government thinks? Do we care what's politically correct? Because I have to tell you, when it says, like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control, I think it's pretty obvious to see where we are as a nation. And I'm not being political here, but you have to look. When we take our walls down as a nation and we just let anything in, that's that's a lack of self-control. And if you don't like it, take it up with God's word. Because if you lack self-control, you're like a city with no walls and anything comes in. And anything can take control, and anything can have its way with you, and it just feeds your desires and passions of the sinful nature, and tells you it's okay, and tells you to keep living in that way, and where does that leave us? Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast about self-control. This is the first of a nine-part series on the fruit of the Spirit. Please join us next time when we look at gentleness and continue looking at the characteristics of the Spirit of God and how that as a true believer, that should be our nature and character as well. If you have any questions or perhaps just need prayer, please reach out to us at www.perhapstoday.net and let us know how we can better serve you in prayer. We ask that you please share these podcasts or even the videos on the website with those you know who are in need, those who you feel can just be enriched and encouraged by these messages because these are not just messages and podcasts and videos for us to create just to create content. We are creating these so that we can all together take an expedition into God's word and we will take these expeditions because we are the church. Thank you so much. God bless.